there. My name is Carol, and you are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast, along with me, my friend... Alicia. And Trisha. And we're so glad you are here today. Mm. Well, uh, did you make a New Year's resolution? Anyone? Anyone? No. No, me either. Me either. You kind of did? No, 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 not really. It's the same old one. I know. (laughs) Repeat. I know. Just like ditto from last year, right? (laughs) So we all want to be healthy this year. We all want to um, live better lives and, Mm -hmm. and, you know... I, I look at it as ministry, too. I want to be able to perform and do what God has called yeah. me to do. And the only way to do that is to take care of your body, mm-hmm. your temple. Mm-hmm. Your body's a temple, girl. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of that thing. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, how to take care of yourself, healthy habits, healthy eating. What does it all mean? And for the balance of the time, we'll turn it over to Tracy. Yeah. You ahead, are Trisha. setting the you bar so low. This is. Are you serious? No, no this you is are, the idea. No, you're no. like the guru. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you do. You eat healthy. Yeah. You, you, you have. You, you you plan out like what you eat. You bring to lunch these nice healthy meals. <laughs> Some you, of them are stinky though. Yeah. They, you know. They, yeah. <laughs> Brussels. Yeah. You're always <laughs> training for a race. Okay, I do. I do truly um, prioritize exercise. You know, you guys know that mm-hmm. I, we've talked okay, about yeah, that. That is my. But top let's thing. talk about why you do that yeah. because I think the greater reason is not doesn't really have to do with you getting stronger. Right, right. I want to be more available mm-hmm. in my life, like yeah. kind of like what you mentioned. I want right. to have more strength and stamina to do the job that I do and then to go home and do the other job that I do, which is being, you know, a wife and uh, a parent. Mm-hmm. And I want to have the energy that I need to do those things. That is, that's probably the hugest piece of it. The secondary piece, which is also very important, is that it is therapeutic for yeah. me mm-hmm. to exercise. I The other day I was, I was really struggling. I felt like a rubber band pulled to the absolute tip top like it was about to start to fray yeah and so I went to the gym and I got on the spin bike and I worked it out mm. for like 35 sweat filled <laughs> minutes but when I walked away I felt just I yeah. just felt so much better I'm convinced the devil rides a spin bike <laughs> That's going to be part of the punishment. Well, he could have been beside me, and I wouldn't have noticed because I was in my own little right. therapy session. I thought about paying the spin bike a, a therapy yeah, fee. Exactly. But so, Trisha, have you always been like that, or did did you, was there a time in your life where you're like, you know what, I want to be healthy, and I want to exercise, mm-hmm. and, and you had to work into it? True story. I grew up um, overweight. When I was younger, I struggled with my weight. My sister has always been very slender, and so not... I I just always noticed that she was slender and I was not. I was always shorter and heavier. And it it, it was a struggle for me um, with regard to my security level, like Mm -hmm. how I felt about myself. Mm -hmm. So when I was in the fifth, sixth grade, I started going to aerobic classes. Mm-hmm. At, at like like at night, I would go with all these middle-aged women. <laughs> we all had <laughs> right? leg warmers. Jane Fonda-ish. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I didn't have oh, a headband yeah. because oh. I have frizzy hair. <laughs> it would make yeah, it leg worse. Warmers. But I had leg warmers. Yeah. But really, honestly, I had to learn how to motivate myself to exercise at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a lot of friends who were just naturally skinny mm-hmm. folks, and they would just run or they'd do sports, and, and they never had to even think about it. Mm-hmm. It was always a part of my life in terms of trying to be healthy and to feel like I was doing my best for myself. So it started that early, learning how to motivate myself to exercise. And really, that's come down to what do you want from the session? 
what what are you going to feel like afterwards and that to me is worth whatever i have to go through to get there Mm. Yeah. See, um, your experience is opposite for me. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Yeah. My, I grew up, I played basketball and tennis and ran track for one miserable year <laughs> because the basketball coach said we had to. And I was a terrible runner. But I, if you put a basketball in my hands, I was fine. So I never worried yeah. about it. Um, but when I went through my divorce, um, somebody very important in my life said, did he leave you because of your weight? Mm. Oh. And it was mm. that, I mean, I can point to that day and say that's oh. where I started. My, I mean, I, I obviously I just had a baby and so there was all that. Sure. But, but that was like a very big deal for me. And I just have struggled ever since mm. on the yo-yo of, you know, lose, mm-hmm. gain, yeah. lose mm-hmm. gain, lose mm-hmm. gain, lose gain, lose gain. So I think yeah. you could, no matter where you come from, um, I, I don't know if it's just a way that we're, we're wired as women. But I think that nine times out of ten, um, your physical ath- uh, um, exercise is sometimes tied to something emotional. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Well, when I was young, I was very tall and very— You're still very tall, by the way. <laughs> yeah. and, and thin. I was tall and thin. Yeah. Uh-huh. I never had to worry about what I ate, ever. Yeah. I wasn't in sports. I tried to get on the teams, and they wouldn't let me on the teams. Because you were too tall? You know, I don't know. I wasn't very good. And so emotionally, that was very hard for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm in sixth grade, and you're not going to let me play volleyball? Mm. Come on. And and I, I tried out for basketball. Didn't make the team. Mm. So I never was in a sport. And so that, like, crushed me. I never even tried out for sports. So I don't wow. do sports. And as an adult... I've now have to watch what I eat, mm-hmm. and but I'm not good at exercise. See, I thought about it as a curse when I was growing up because everybody else was skinny and doing their mm-hmm. thing and not having to think about it, and I'm sitting there going to aerobics classes with the middle-aged moms. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I, I lost the lottery in a sense. But what I, I, what I can look back and I can go, well, I learned then how to motivate myself. And I have friends who have said to me, that they wish they could motivate themselves mm-hmm. because they didn't have to learn that back then. But you can learn it now. It's it's possible to learn it, and it really comes down to the benefit of it, what you get from it. And if it, if it means enough to you, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. But you have to be clear on the way you're thinking about it. So y- you have to identify the reward before you go through the punishment, <laughs> if you will. Well, and I think one of the things that's been so powerful um, through our friendship is that you encourage people to just start with yes. something. Now, now yeah. don't don't think you're going to get on a treadmill today and run a marathon if you haven't exercised since 1984. <laughs> that's when I was in those classes. Yeah. Exactly, because <laughs> that's going to hurt you, and you're not going to want to exercise for a long time. But I, re- I remember this. Because Trisha used to lead an exercise session in our um, in our in prayer the staff room, room yeah. yeah, in our staff <laughs> prayer room, and during our lunchtime, and it was just walking. It was a walking video mm-hmm. that yeah. we mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and I was like, oh, "This is not going to do very much," <laughs> but it got you doing something. Yes, and. Yes. I was so shocked because we would actually sweat, you know. <laughs> and then she started taking us out, and we live. We we um, <laughs> about said live, but right, <laughs> sort of pretty much feels yeah. like it. When we're at work, we were on the beautiful campus of Billy Graham Training Center at the Cove, and so she got us out. And every morning at ten after our prayer time, yeah, we'd go for that. a walk. 
And um, so I, and, and then when we'd go for the walks, you'd make us do burpees halfway through. We'd <laughs> go lunges. for the walks, you'd do, yeah. And, and so I think that is one of the things that you're truly gifted yes. with. And it's so powerful. And I want to just affirm that in you, yes. that you are so encouraging when it comes to starting. Well, and Trisha got me to keep tennis shoes under my desk so that I could go on those walks. Because I'm like, well, I don't have the right shoes, and and I don't want to hurt myself. And it's not a difficult walk, but it is up a hill. and Yeah. You know, and we do sweat a little. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to bring my extra pair of shoes and keep them under my desk. Mm-hmm. And just the encouragement of, hey, com- are you coming? Come yeah. on, let's go. It's only going to be 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And we have fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. I mean, fun. we talk and we talk yeah. about things that we wouldn't Norton necessarily talk about during the work day. Wouldn't get a chance to, yeah, really. Absolutely. When you're outside of the building and you're in fresh air, or something, you just, you're, you're actually, when you exercise, when you increase your heart rate, your brain works better. So yeah. a lot of times people say, well, I don't have time to exercise because I'm busy working. If you take a little bit of time to move your body, you're going to have a more productive several hours of work after that. Yeah. Because we get into this zone of just sort of hyper-focus. But if you get out and you move your body a little bit, all of a sudden you're going to come up with solutions to problems that mm-hmm. you haven't been able to figure out. Yep. It's true. Yep. Research says this. I'm not making it up, but I've lived it. Right. So it make it easy for yourself. Identify the reward and then just start wherever you are. And if yep. it's five minutes marching in place, like you said, it makes a huge difference. Well, give us a couple of things that we could do today. Okay. Like if you're if you are starting at ground zero and you say, I've not exercised maybe ever. What are some things that you can do? Let's say you're watching TV, your TV watcher, and it could be in the afternoon or the evening or whenever. So um, on the commercial breaks, stand up and march in place, just literally like you're marching in place. You don't have to lift your legs very high if that feels bad to you, but just kind of move your body a little bit or walk around your living room. Do it during the commercial break. Because you've already seen the Geico commercial. Like, <laughs> right? You do not yes. need to hear about that 15% <laughs> off again. <laughs> well, people don't. Cable is different. Like, we don't have cable anymore. Right. And so we have to watch the, com- the commercials. Right. I can't fast forward through the commercials like I used to. Yeah. 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 So that's a good could that's be a, a benefit. Good idea. Yeah. If you're mar- if you're warming something up in the microwave, it's a two minute something or another. I do that a lot. March in place, yeah, or or balance. You Try got balancing. Doing that. Yeah, you can you can get a lot you can get a lot done. March in place while you're brushing your teeth. I mean, these are I'm, one I'm, of I'm the things that I did top, last but. year is I got a new watch for Christmas a year yeah. ago, and it tells me to stand. Yeah, and I was shocked at how. Many times during the day I had been sitting. I mean, I work. My desk is my my job is a desk job. Sure. But I didn't realize before I got this little vibration. And so I started when it told me to stand. I was like, okay, I do need. So I would go walk the steps up and down. At least I'd go down. So I I don't think anybody here noticed, but I felt kind of weird because I'd walk down the steps and I'd turn around and I'd walk back up. But people around this office are always moving. We were talking. (laughs) Yeah. But that did help me. I mean, that did help me a lot. I'm not like, you know, running or anything, but. And I will say, you know, if you got a little extra money for Christmas and you can even, even one of the little cheap pedometers that yeah mm-hmm. that goes on your belt you will be amazed and it, if you have a job where you're on your feet a lot you'll be amazed how many steps you take in yeah. a day and i have also because i have one of those watches that counts my steps been known to jog beside my bed at Ooh, night yeah. to get all my that. steps to hit your five thousand or ten thousand or something i have paced a circle around yes. this floor yeah. 
because I'm like, oh, oh, kids, I've I've got like a hundred more <laughs> steps to get to. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm so you close. Doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. Just start. Just just start doing something. Guaranteed, you're going to feel better. And then when you're doing it, really try to think about how you felt before you did it, and then how you feel after. Because if you can identify clearly for yourself how you feel differently afterwards, you will keep doing it. We mm. all need a reward yep. to keep doing the behavior. And so if you can, if you feel less stressed, if you feel more creative, if you feel like you've helped yourself, if you feel like a better mom or whatever, then you'll be able to, to encourage yourself to exercise the next time. And then... We turned the corner from exercise to talking about our eating. We were, mm-hmm. we were talking about something that you heard, um, yeah. I think, on a podcast yep. um, about what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what you learned. So there. I was listening to this podcast, and I kept. Well, it was about healthy eating, and I kept thinking, well, she's going to say, eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch, eat this for dinner. And I was literally listening for that, and I was going to go buy it. Go get it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go do it. You know, yeah, That's what I need. But she never, ever said what to eat. She said... Take what you're already eating and make it healthier. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. it was profound because <laughs> she because I didn't have to go buy two hundred dollars at, right, yeah. at the grocery store. At Whole Foods, make it healthier. <laughs> yes. That's right. So, what's an example uh, of what that might be? Well, she asked us to think in our own head, and so as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about pasta and tomato sauce because that is a meal we have. I don't know, once every Mm -hmm, week and a half because everybody eats it. Yeah. So simple to make. It's simple to make, but I use the canned sauce that is, you know, it's got a lot of sugar and some preservatives. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but this is for me. I thought, well, I could replace that. And if I chopped up some tomatoes, actually, I buy them from the grocery store already chopped the tomatoes, (laughs) the onions, and the peppers, minced garlic in its little container. And just sauteed that with a little olive yeah. oil instead of the canned sauce. Mm-hmm. So, number one, I've cut the sugar down. I've cut yeah, the preservatives absolutely. down. I've increased three different um, three different vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, in that. Mm-hmm. And my family ate it. Oh, yeah. wow. And, and I ate it, and it was delicious. We changed out uh, regular, like, buttermilk type of pancakes for uh-huh. whole wheat pancakes. There That's you go. A perfect example. And my daughter was even kind of like, I don't really like these whole wheat pancakes, but... Last weekend we were making them, and she's like, "Are you going to make the whole wheat pancakes?" And I said, "Yeah, I think." She goes, "Okay," and we made them. They're really small. They're mm-hmm. like a silver dollar size, mm-hmm. and you can pick. They're they're thick. They're not. What's the word? They're like firm enough mm-hmm. that you can kind of eat them with your hands. Uh-huh. So you can put them in a lunch. You could put peanut butter and jelly in between them. Perfect. They're like a little snack. You can make a whole bunch at once. That was a really easy swap out, and mm-hmm. I can still make the other kind of pancakes every once in a while. But my go to is this whole wheat recipe. I am not a nutritionist at, by any means. I have friends that are, and I worked with some before. So right. I have picked up a, a couple of things. And one of the things I picked up that, that's relevant to what you just said is that we have this threshold. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a taste or a flavor threshold. And because we eat so much that's hyper-flavored, mm-hmm. our threshold is so high. Yeah. Yeah. We don't just eat like a, a scoop of vanilla ice cream. We eat... A hot fudge sundae with with um, cherries and nuts and whipped cream on it. And yeah. a half gallon of ice cream. That, yeah, that's right. And the serving's bigger. So your threshold for flavor is so yeah. much higher. My threshold for flavor for like sauces and dressings mm. is too high. Yeah. Mm. So what happens is the first few times you try to lower that threshold mm-hmm. and eat something a little plainer, a little healthier, mm-hmm. 
you're going to be like, oh, this doesn't taste good. You can retrain yourself mm, to yeah. appreciate natural tasting things. Mm-hmm. Wow. It takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that that's kind of you're detoxing from the yeah. way hyper flavored fat, sugar, salt combinations that that is so prevalent in most of our foods. So if you just kind of say, I'm going to get back to where apples taste good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back to where right. a banana or even like broccoli with a little salt. You can get there. You just it just takes a little bit of time, but you can reset your threshold. I've seen it hundreds of times. It's happened with me. Yes. I went on a specialized diet at one time and I had a piece of fruit and it was way too sweet. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember that? we were in yeah. a car. Yeah. We were driving to an event yep. and Carolyn got or one someone else with us got from Whole Foods got um some papaya, I dried think. Papaya. Natural dried papaya. And we were all so excited and I gave Carol a piece. She's like, this is too sweet. I was and like, yes. I had never said those words before <laughs> in my life because I'm a sweetaholic, you know. Mm-hmm. I love sweet stuff. And I couldn't eat it because mm-hmm. it was too sweet. So I know that is true. Your mm-hmm. threshold will, will change right. and yeah. your brain will change and you will be. So I think we come away with some good tips. Yeah. Uh, you know, park a little further away from work mm-hmm. and walk. Mm-hmm. Move. Go up and down the stairs a couple of times if you can. You know, do something. And then make just little changes to the things that you're already eating. That's simple enough, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Mm-hmm. So can we all pledge that we'll do that? Yes. Raise your right hand and sit, repeat after me. I will. I, I will. will. Okay, you didn't do it, so you do it. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. Eat healthier. Eat, eat healthier. healthier. And move more. And move, and more. move more. Yes. Okay, yes. so we've all made the pledge. Let's do it, okay? We'll see you next time back here on the Girl Talk Podcast.